I was sitting in a waiting area at a clinic when the woman next to me struck up a conversation. She looked to be in her 80s or so, and I was enjoying the friendly exchange. I'm especially fond of older people, and by the way, at 63, I am an older person to some of you who are listening. After a few minutes of chit-chat, the woman asked, So what are you doing here? You look perfectly fine. I told her I was at a routine visit. What she said to me next was a statement that really made me wonder, is insecurity still an issue even into our later years? Thank you for joining Keep the Heart for today's podcast with Francie Taylor. Francie is an author, teacher, and conference speaker. Sharing lessons from the Word of God is her passion. Now, back to today's important study. I'm a former beauty queen, she said with a tone of pride. The statement had nothing to do with our conversation. She went on to tell me that she was in many pageants, including Miss America, which she almost won. Insecurity joined the conversation, and I don't recall inviting her. Are we doomed to be insecure until we're too old to remember how to spell the word? Insecurity is not a life sentence. It gives us an opportunity to examine ourselves for faulty thinking, and then we can replace the false with the truth. Insecurity is really just a lack of self-confidence paired with an overdose of self-doubt, which is not entirely bad. We need more confidence, but in God, not in self. God confidence is rooted and grounded in how he sees us rather than how we view ourselves. Insecurity causes us to do and say things to build ourselves up, which usually fails because it's the wrong solution. Whether it's pretending to be humble or trying to be in the limelight, pride is the driver of insecurity. Let's look at five practices that we can apply for overcoming insecurity. Number one, Think of yourself less often. An excellent quote about humility says this, Humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. This quote is a variation of a statement by C.S. Lewis in his book, Mere Christianity. Lewis made this observation about the truly humble person. He will not be thinking about humility. He will not be thinking about himself at all. Romans 12.3 instructs us to be careful about putting ourselves on a pedestal. Here's what it says. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. This simplifies it for us, doesn't it? Whether you're putting yourself down or trying to get everyone's attention, both are imbalanced. To overcome insecurity, work on developing the mind of Christ, and he will transform your point of view. Number two, think of others more often. So number one was think of yourself less often, and number two is think of others more often. It is absolutely true that when we shift our focus to meeting the needs of others, we lose ourselves in loving service. Do you look forward to making someone's day brighter, or is everything about your day? Does it make your heart happy to make someone else's life better? Examine your thoughts. Are they more about others or almost all about you? 
Self-focus breeds insecurity. I quote Philippians 2.4 often because it is a masterfully beautiful relationship verse. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Consider the second part of that verse, but every man also on the things of others. The word also indicates that we are naturally allowed to consider our own needs, but in addition to, not instead of, the needs of others. God wants us to be like him. He made others the big deal. We sing songs about being more like Jesus, but if we really mean it, then we'll live it by copying him. To overcome insecurity, make life more about others. Number three, stop comparing. Now, this one is harder than ever because we have faster and easier ways to compare our lives with the lives of others. Hello, social media. We're looking at you and we're looking way too long and way too often. <laughs> Look at her gorgeous hair. My hair never looks that good. Ooh, her eyebrows are so on point. Mine are so scraggly. She is so super thin. Maybe if I increase my cardio and decrease my food to one meal a day, I can finally lose this cargo. And then we go and eat a farewell meal to prepare for the next round of starvation. Have you ever had thoughts like these? The Apostle Paul had to have a word with the people at the church in Corinth about their tendency to compare themselves to each other. They had problems with comparing and they didn't even have Instagram. Here's what he said in 2 Corinthians 10, 12. For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. There is no wisdom in comparing yourself with anyone else. You will turn your life into a crazy dance of feeling inferior one moment and then superior the next, and both are wrong. You are no better and no worse than anyone else. We all have gifts to share and purposes in life. Focus on fine-tuning your life purpose and stop studying the lives of others. You are you, not them. To overcome insecurity, stop comparing yourself to others. Number four out of five, exercise self-denial. Can you tell yourself no or not now? And will you obey if you do? It's only part of the process to hear an instruction. The important part is to follow it. Self-denial is so unnatural that we need the supernatural power of Christ to help us. Most people struggle with waiting or not having their own way. Self-denial is described as a part of walking with God in Luke 9.23. Listen to what Jesus said. And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily, and follow me. The Strong's Concordance describes self-denial as forgetting self, losing sight of oneself and one's own interests. That's exactly what we're supposed to do. But what we actually do is we just think ourselves into a corner and come out swinging. <laughs> we try to exercise self-denial in our own strength, and it doesn't work. God makes the process far more organic and a lot less artificial when we're doing the first part of Luke 9.23. We first need to come after Christ, which means to follow him. He knows the way to self-denial. We get lost in the struggle of self-indulgence. 
Life is so much more orderly when we'll stop living like toddlers in grown-up bodies. To overcome insecurity, master self-denial in Christ. And finally, number five, immerse yourself in the Word. When a person is on a spiritual starvation diet, it messes with their head. It's really hard to have a sound mind when your soul is running on empty. Did you ever wonder why you spend so much time scrolling through social media pages looking at the lives of others? It's your soul begging for food, and you're giving it french fries. Insecurity likes the taste of spiritual junk food, just as we tend to like the taste of physical junk food. The problem with this is we end up imbalanced, which breeds more insecurity. John the Baptist had a clear understanding of how the Christian life works. More of Christ, less of us. Here's what he said in John 3.30. He must increase, but I must decrease. Seven very powerful words. So what does that look like? It looks like immersion in the Word. In order for Christ to increase, we need more of Him. If you're still really shaky with your Bible study habits, try another runway. Use an audio Bible and leave it playing in the background throughout your day, even in your car. You'd be amazed at how much your soul can absorb if you'll give it more exposure. Try it. You'll find yourself learning verses and you may even start quoting right along with the person on the audio Bible. The main point is this. Increase your time in the Word to help you to overcome insecurity. While that former beauty queen seated next to me in the clinic waiting room, she had been cheated by a cultural lie that women are only worthy if they look the part. What false messages have you been consuming from the culture? Instead of wrestling with insecurity, rest in the reality that the most satisfying place is found in patterning our lives after Christ. This is so clearly stated in Psalm 17, 15. As for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. You've been listening to Francie Taylor. For more from Francie, visit keeptheheart.com for devotionals, books, and the popular Bible study series, I See You in Christ Unconditionally. ICU is flexible by design and encourages users to develop the habit of daily Bible study. Visit KeepTheHeart.com today. Thank you for listening.